1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network with a Thursday upon us. P.J. Conrad joins us with trade-offs. We look at the markets. It was nice to see some green on the screen today. It's been definitely some, some volatile marketing days. I thought um, it was kind of interesting. I saw one comment earlier. P.J. said better buying developing as the day session went on. And obviously Midwest weather has been a factor in it as well. But to see green on the screen, what are your thoughts on the volatility we've had to deal with lately?
0: You know, it has been, you go back to what last Tuesday, we kind of broke out of the rut of going lower and, and it bounced off that low, that 361 nearby low. So we're 14 cents off that on the nearby. And really today's action is pretty encouraging. Cause not only did you see a high of, you know, 377 and a half. So we were up six at one point on the nearby corn, but then to also see it hang in there and finish up four, uh, 375. You look back, we spent some time chopping around there on our way higher. So hopefully this gives way to maybe a run at, at uh, the 200-day moving average in the nearby, which is 385. You flip over to new crop, you know, this is probably, I, I hate to say it, uh, I guess reluctantly want to say it, but 398 is really not a bad selling opportunity. I mean, do I, in my heart of hearts, believe there's going to be better opportunities to sell stuff out there? Yes, I do. But I, you also got to look ahead, too, and say it's pretty hard to sell your whole crop in one day. So you got to keep lagging into it, and we're sitting right at the 100- and 200-day moving averages on these corn. But all in all, I tell you what, it, it feels good. The sunshine's out, even though we caught some rain uh, a couple days ago. At least we've got some 60-degree weather and sunshine right now, and uh, green on the screen across the board should put a smile on everyone's face and we got basketball on tv so all good things today
1: (laughs) very much so you know you talk about the weather and that has been i think no matter where you go that's been the topic of discussion and we do have some sun out today which will help to start drying out some of these roads but that means road work needs to get done and we've got to get grain moved we've got old crops still in the bins and at this point with infrastructure down in so many areas the grain's going to have to sit
0: it is, and it's going to be an interesting to see how this all plays out, especially in Columbus and the issues they're having there, and, and the issues of getting to the plant in Columbus too, uh, with as many road issues as they've had in northeast Nebraska. Yet we've definitely seen a firmer tone on basis this week, and I obviously a lot of that has to do with road conditions and weather, etc. But also strong demand. I think that's what drove us higher today. Was uh, basis bids and the PNW went up, and we saw some significant. Uh, and uh ability somebody's out there buying and and somebody in the export markets wanting to be a buyer and and the rumors is china if that being the case we probably get a decent pop off this but weather's going to drive this thing too i mean you look across the board we're just starting to get snowpack to come off in the dakotas and minnesota and i think saint paul is having some issues with flooding up there in minnesota as well so all those things are going to pile up and uh (laughs) As the the age old thing goes, crap runs downhill, and so does water. So, it's not going to get any better, I don't think, before it gets worse. Especially with rain on the horizon on Saturday, and then also into the next week, some chances. Now, I think you get out in the longer forecast, maybe you got some opportunities to get a week or so of dry weather. But we're uh, we're a long ways away from one week helping us, you know, getting us in the field. It does it help, yes, but we need about two or three weeks of dry weather or, or wind. Uh, to really get things to dry out where a guy feels comfortable out there with a tractor.
1: Well, before we jump into the talk of uh, Springfield work, I'm wondering real quick for those guys that thinking the shoulda, woulda, coulda, but didn't, and they need to find a way to market this old crop. Knowing the infrastructures there, is it, or lack thereof, is it better to sit and wait at this point? What are you talking to your clients about when it comes to moving this old crop grain and trying to get it to market? You
0: know, I think you got to look at, Hey, we're in a carry market, so you got some good opportunities. If you if you have to, uh, if you can't move it in the next two weeks or three weeks, we're seeing some good basis numbers from now until mid-April and also full month April. Um, so if the guy's logistically able to try to hit those markets, I think right now you take advantage of that basis. You're seeing 10 under at a lot of, uh, central Nebraska ethanol plants. And that's a number that probably needs to be sold 365 cash today. Uh, you could look at putting an order at, say, 385 futures, try to net you out around that 375 cash type level. Um, the biggest thing is just understand where your logistics are. If you have to wait, yes, you might see basis back off for May, June if we get a board rally. And that's going to happen, but you can't really go out and sell something for May, June today that makes a lot of sense to want to do it. So if you can't get to your bins and you can't move it, don't fret. I mean, if, if we get a rally, you know, look at futures at that point as far as trying to lock something in, whether it be a cash sale or, or locking in that futures level. Um, the biggest thing is take advantage of the opportunities when you can. A lot of this stuff's been pretty hard and quick. And the good news is demand's been good all year, though, and I don't see that going anywhere, at least in Nebraska, and SNL margins are showing quite a bit of light. So all those things are going to factor into probably stronger markets. The question is at what point do we see a 15 to 30-cent futures rally where you could unwind some of this stuff or, or get back to some some darn profitable levels for sure.
1: We look, we've look. we got a planning intentions report coming up, and we know that the Missouri has left its banks as I-29 has closed already to St. Joe, and if not beyond as it continues to move south. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to get in the field for a long period of time. Do you see that having a big effect on this, this first round of reports?
0: I don't think it will in the first round of reports. I think what you're going to see is, I don't know when they actually take that, Susan, and maybe you do, or, or how they factor that. Um, I'd assume that's something that lingers over the market until the June 30th final acreage report. Um, that'd be my personal opinion. Is You're probably not going to see a huge change in acres for this March 30th one, but you flip over to the June 30th of that last Friday in June where we have actual acreage pop up, and uh, that's where maybe we could see the acres flip. And, you know, right now it's easy to say we have a lot of pre plant, especially after the weather we've had. That being said, I feel like every year we talk about how we could potentially have a lot of pre plant. It seems like it stays on average, so I'm not saying this isn't a historical flood, because it is, but we'll, you got to keep a clear mind, and also the aspect that averages tend to play out, so as wet, we, as, wet as we have been, at some point we're going to catch in a dry period and uh, average out for the year.
1: Very much so. Well, stick around, folks. We've got more to look at as we continue the second half. The Fontenelle final bell comes up after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. PJ Conrad joins us with tradeos. Before we jump into what's been happening in the livestock trade, let's look at South America because they've had the crazy weather, not as bad as what we've had up here, but their estimates keep jumping. PJ,
0: they do. I mean, they're seeing some more favorable weather now, and uh, so you're seeing things work a little bit higher on their estimates of, of crop sizes and what have you. You know, I think at the end of the day, that's going to be a bigger picture four or five months down the road type of deal than maybe it is here in the short term um at some point i think the u.s weather is going to take take the driver's seat of what we're talking about and you know you look at fund positions the funds have been so short we've had a lot of issues there and it's not very typical for them to be that short this early in the growing season i think 2017 they were pretty short in april and we ended up getting that rally in july but it definitely a different year that year where we had had more of a good spring to get things started. And and you also roll back over the last time we put highs in the corn market in March was, I believe, 2013, and also a very different year. So that being said, South America's crop is obviously important, and and their crop keeps getting bigger in spots. That being said, though, we still have a lot of issues here in the U.S. that could potentially pop up. And and like we talked about before, it's not necessarily that – there's real concern, you had a prevent plant because it's coming, obviously that river bottom ground like we talked about, it's some of that you're never gonna be able to farm again or it's gonna be a long time before you do, but to say all these acres are gonna be underwater still in May. and We planted a lot of last year's crop in the month of May is a whole nother story, so it's gonna be fun. This is the best time of year in my mind from a marketing standpoint because you start getting weather volatility. And unless for a short crop, usually the rest of the year is pretty boring and it's pretty consistent. So, um, this is fun and and hopefully it leads to higher prices. I'd like to see the corn market try to do what the hog market's been doing.
1: Uh, Speaking of the hog market, expanded limits after the limit up trade yesterday. I'm sure there's got to be a little bit of fueling coming in there from China and the African swine fever.
0: Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, that's driving it. I mean... 86.65 86.65 is where May, Mayhog's finished at, uh, up four and a half. I mean, it's been a fun ride to watch. I wish I would have bought the load. I could be selling now. We could be moving to an island, but that's never worked for me. Um, that being said, it's obviously added to overall strength across the cattle market, too. Um, the African swine fever is nothing to joke about. You know, the they're, they're herd in China's, and from what I've been told, there's a lot of un- reported ones that are happening in the smaller herds, too. So it's going to be a compounding thing that's not going to fix itself. Um, at some point, they are going to want to rebuild their herds and, and get back to it. But I think in the short term, it's definitely, the well, why I say short term, next couple of years, good for the American uh, pork producer, which probably drives, you know, more demand. the question you kind of read and the things I've, I've paid attention to is, is this like 7 or $8 corn? For the hog producer, and do we do we try to put ourselves out of business by building more barns and trying to produce more to keep up with demand, but that demand might not be sustainable long term.
1: Definitely, some good things to think about from a pork producer's perspective. What about on cattle trade? Seems a little reluctancy going on in the market today.
0: It did. Um, I tell you what, April cattle just want to sit here and chop. Uh, 130, 20 is where they finished at. One thirty forty five is a high. That market just does not seem want to have to blow off top. That say is going on in the June market. June's made swift moves this week, about four and a half dollars higher, and so that's super encouraging. I think if you're the hard part, you get in these type of markets, and the chart structure is very good. But at some point, this thing is going to roll back over, and my concern would be is say you look out to June or further on than that you got to start putting some hedges on here. I mean, burst what you were buying feeders at for this June market. We're, we're approaching some pretty profitable levels. Um, and that's not to say that this thing can't keep work, working higher. Cause I maybe thought we were at the top for about $4 and, and the same with the April market. I kind of thought the same thing. So demand is good though. And we've somehow went this full time without talking about really Trump and China at all. But, that's all gonna come to a head at some point. And you know, hopefully, depending on who you read, some people are saying June the signing could happen, some are saying April. Well, when it does happen, the market's gonna react accordingly. And it doesn't seem like we're, I guess maybe on the cattle side of things or the hog side of things, you're seeing some of the premium being baked into it. But I think a lot of that's just based off demand today. Uh, I don't think the grains you've seen really any premium added in for a China deal. I don't know if there's a ton of optimism it does happen, but at the end of the day, you gotta listen pay attention to what China's doing, not what they're saying. And we've seen them buy soybeans, we've seen them buy grain sorghum, and this is the second rumor we've had of them buying corn. If they buy wheat, they'll finish off the, the quad of, of the major four grains in the US, which would I sure think signal hey, these are good faith offerings. We wanna get together, we wanna be trade trade partners, the two largest economies in the world. Good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you there, PJ? Um, you can check us online at com or any social media at TradeOff LLC or give us a shout at 402-858-7501. And
1: that is the Fontenelle Final Bella being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.